Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell <no>. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to, to Marsha's Place. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. What's up, y'all? Hey. Ooh. Hey. So I heard some mind-blowing shit today that kind of, it explains a little something. So I was watching, um, is it 105.7? Um, the Breakfast Club. I don't know what numbers it is, but The Breakfast Club. Y'all know with Charlamagne the God, DJ uh-huh. Envy, and Angela Yee. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was listening to them, and they had some, like, um, health gurus on there her, her name is jesse thompson or something and um she has this campaign going on called the detox and it was it, they were talking about veganism and um things you shouldn't eat and things you should eat just to get yourself healthy she had like um like 14 surgeries to, um to to get rid of fibroids now 90 wow. percent of black women or people with vaginas have problems with um, fibroids in their uterus. And basically, it's kind of like a tumor in their uterus. Mm-hmm. And so um, it affects a lot of people, and people don't know that it affects a lot of people. And the companies, like doctors and drug companies, kind of kind of purposely wait on diagnosing it and fixing it and avoiding the problem and preventing the problem and curing the problem. Because if they... Let it go further enough. You got to get surgeries to remove them, and it costs more. That makes them more money, right? So, they were talking about food, and they was talking about um, one of the reasons, one of the main things that causes things like a cancer or um, or fibroids, and they went into a lot of different things. Is um, one of the things fibroids is because of too much estrogen in their bodies. Right. Mm, like um. That's why a lot of men grow man boobs. Right. All of that. Like so, that. and one of the elements they said is that you know how we associate the estrogen as the female hormone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They was like, no, that's not really the female hormone. Right. The female hormone is progesterone. It's estrogen is the one that's causing a lot of problems, especially the synthetic version. Um, it's a bunch of stuff that I learned from this talk, and I want y'all to listen to it when we get it on the show. Uh-huh. And one of the things that are in my transition when I started hormones, now I haven't been on hormones since 2013. I've been, you know, kind of just saying fuck it because one of my goals after I graduated was I want to have a child 
So whenever I find somebody that has a uterus, whether it be a man with a uterus or a a woman with a uterus, when I find somebody that I connect to, my goal is to have some type of child. And Mm -hmm. we don't really have to, my goal, we don't have to be together, but Uh somebody who wants to have a child too, and I want to have a child, and we make one. Um, and we take care of it together, even if we're not in the same household. Uh-huh. I, I'll have to work out the details. Y'all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I definitely wanted to. Um, that's uh, where was I going with this? Uh, my mind went. Uh, but you were talking about um, not being on estrogen. Yeah. So I got off. <laughs> so I got <laughs> off. Oh, I got off of hormones uh, back in 2013, so I can build my sperm back up, so my soldiers can march. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so. Um, I haven't been on hormones, but when I started hormones, I started on estrogen. I started uh-huh. on estrogen, and they didn't really, they made my titties grow. But as far as changing the look of my body, like from head to toe, they really didn't do that much for me. I was on estradiol shots. I was on the pill, and it was all estrogen, and it really didn't do anything for me. But when I went to Mexico and got those Mexican moms, Perlodol, and shit like that, they have a majority of progesterone in them. Uh-huh. Now, there's one from Mexico that's, um, I think it's estradiol, that is like estrogen, but there's one called Perlotol that I would take. It's in like in its brown glass little bottle mm-hmm. that, I can, that I would get in Mexico when I go and get pumped and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I would buy in bulk, and I'll have like two years worth of them. And I would, that's the only one I took from 2003 until, I don't even remember, when I stopped in 2013. I would Uh take it once a month. I didn't take any pills. I took it once a month. And that progesterone changed my fucking body from my toes to my hands to everything when it comes to the look of them. It changed my body. So when they were talking about how progesterone is the female hormone, I was like, yeah, because estrogen <laughs> didn't really fucking work for me. Yeah. It was when I got that progesterone in my system that wore me out. Now, I seen some girls that estrogen kind of worked for them. It was uh-huh. like, oh, wow, this is really turn, turning you out. But it never did it for me. Maybe maybe that's when they say it's hard, It's easier to make something hard. No, it's easier to it's harder to make something hard soft. Do you think that myth is debunked just because mostly trans women have been given estrogen? No, 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 no. I don't think that's I don't I, well, the reason why they say that is because testosterone on a molecular level uh-huh. is is a stronger chemical than estrogen. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. testosterone like so when y'all take testosterone, that's why it changes y'all so drastically yeah. with the hair growing and y'all getting um more calcium around your brow bone to get your brow bone a little bit thicker and in uh, your jawline a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. All these things that happen when y'all losing weight, testosterone is a much more strong is a stronger chemical compound than estrogen so it doesn't it works it's easier for you guys to transition whereas for us because we have had the testosterone in our bodies yeah yeah, and it's been wearing us out (laughs) 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 we when we the estrogen too it because it's a softer chemical Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit longer Right. That's okay. That's just gotcha. What it is. Gotcha. So that's what they mean. It's easier for y'all to go to a man, w- w- um, chemically than it is for us to go to a woman. Gotcha. Okay. So, it just was a really, really interesting topic that they were talking about hormones. Now they were speaking through a. Um, a cis normative lens, uh-huh. so they would talk about shit that affect them. But these hormones is all of us. When we talking about endocrinology um, and how chemicals go on in our bodies, 
this affects all of us. And they were talking about how prostate cancer in people with prostate, so there's men with prostate and there's women with prostate, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so having too much estrogen can give us prostate cancer. Uh-huh. Having too much um, too much estrogen can give um, you guys fibroids. Mm. It's, it's these are things that are negative that can affect us, and and we don't they, because people are not treating us. You see what right. I'm saying? Worrying about our health, they they barely are treating them for shit. Right. And so we, I had to take my own life experiences and see how this could affect me. So I'm gonna go to my doctor, and we're gonna talk about some of these things. Uh. <laughs> okay. And um, like I said, I'm I'm not going vegan, but I've been uh-huh. vegan for about two weeks now, uh-huh. and I'm gonna try to slowly wean myself off of it. I don't think I'm gonna go vegan. I might be do the pescatarian shit, okay. but I don't know. But I'm trying to change my eating habits in a way slowly that is comfortable. And I've been right. going two weeks and it's kind of cool. And I'm yeah. some shit is hard, but it's, it's, it's actually good. not hard when you, it's not hard to me. It's I been like, you, but it's me. been like six years. Six, so. six years. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so what do you, what is your, what's a daily, what is your normal meal? Um, in the morning I like to eat fruit or oatmeal for like snack, I like to eat like just like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I like to cook for dinner mostly, mm-hmm. and like it's not and hard. What do you cook? Um, like the other day, I had vegan fish, uh-huh. What's and that? it's just vegan fish. It's not <laughs> it's not actual fish. I didn't really pay attention to all it was made of. Oh, because they it's were a talking brand. about that too. A lot of stuff that says it's vegan ain't really vegan. Right, and I got um. I got like it's a company I always buy from, so I knew it was safe. So that ma- that came okay. out with a new fish, like fish product, but I didn't really oh, pay attention what gotcha. was in it. But where do you buy the stuff from? Um, I got my stuff from. You can get it from Kroger or H E B now. Even some have it in Walmart. It's it's growing a lot. The movement is growing a lot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then you know they'll say it's. Then they were talking about how they'll say it's organic and it's not really organic. Yeah. Um. You know, so I I I'm gonna try to. I've never paid anybody for no fitness information, mm-hmm. but I love how they were talking, and I'm gonna try to get a meal plan from them to see how mm-hmm. it works out. So they were like like beets and shit. It was all kind of the shit that w- that was making people have inflammation. Oh. And um, just a bunch of stuff that you thought was good for you, like kale. It's different uh. chemicals in them that are not really good for you naturally. Yeah. And so it causes certain things. And they were like beets, kale, just different things that, you know, there's worse things to eat, but these aren't the best things to eat. And I right. know people are telling you that they are, and they're really – uh-huh. not the best so they had a list of the best foods and i just thought it was really really interesting yeah that when i was listening to them even though they were speaking from a cis heteronormative lens uh-huh. i was picking up some things that i felt like would help us as trans folks so uh-huh. i thought that was dope, dope. I, th- I looked at some of it i didn't look at the whole clip but right. what i thought was interesting where they were talking about uh cis women and how um normally they don't have the normally women uh cis women aren't supposed to have heavy flow periods. right they're supposed they're to spot right yeah. it's supposed right. to be like that and they were saying that the um the be, because if you think of other animals like do dogs they go through that process uh-huh. but they spot 
Yeah. It ain't right. like, oh my God, I'm flowing and it's just clumps of. But yeah. it'd be a lot of spots. Mm. I don't know if you ever had <laughs> ever had a female <laughs> dog. Baby, the carpet be like a murder scene. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> Get you some OxyClean and wear it out. <laughs> Baby. But, yeah, that's what they were saying. And they were saying it mainly was because of the birth control because that's not the, you know, like you were saying, Diamond, mm-hmm. it's not a natural um, estrogen. It's not something that you're supposed to be using. Right. And and too much estrogen. That's a, that's a way your body get rid of, to- gets rid of toxins. Mm-hmm. So when I went, ve- like, vegetarian, vegan, my cycles – they like really slow down a lot and they weren't as painful. Right. She was like it was low cramps. She was like it's it it slows down your cramps. They said your flow gets lower. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna spot, but it's not if you are heavy flowing, that's your body telling you something's wrong. Right. And so, you know, and I'm telling this to folks Ooh, because I feel like there's some people I don't have a period, so I'm not saying it like, oh, I know what's going on with a period. But Z, you've had a period before, uh-huh. and there are some people out here listening to us who have had a period before, mm-hmm. and you need this information. Yeah, so if you right. have it, if you on day two, and everybody who had a period know day two is a beast, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. if you on day two and you having crazy, ridiculous cramps, bitch, you need to be listening to this and do some research. <laughs> bitch, if you, you going to the hospital. <laughs> Because of cramps, you grow up in the ball they can't go nowhere. Yeah, my mom used to, my mom, my mom used to like want to throw up and shit like that, and I'd be like, "Whoa!" Right, exactly. So you know, if you at your day two and you having problems, baby, get into this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Go do some research about it. And her name is Jessie Thompson. And it's called The Detox something. I can't remember. You can Google it. You'll find it because when I Google it, it popped right up. And Jesse oh. is G-E. G is in Gary. G-E-S-S-I-E, not J. So Jesse Thompson. I'm going to definitely check that out. And no, she didn't pay me for this. <laughs> I'll this place, but I thought it was good information. Yeah. And I'm trying to help you all out. So right. that's why I wanted to start the show off of. Because I think one of the things about being trans folk some of the anxiety around going to a person, a doctor, and getting yes. checked out and <laughs> having to deal with um, care that is inadequate for our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. first I got to worry about, are you going to misgender me? Are oh, you Are you going to be uncomfortable? Are you going to be uncomfortable Awkward. treating me? Yes, I've had that experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I was like, I'm trans, and she kind of looked like, Oh, okay. Right. You know, if you, you know, we have to worry about that. So a lot of times we're not taking care of our health (laughs) because we don't have the assistance. We don't have the people, you know, the, the resources to, to find doctors who really are abreast with our problems and things that affect us. So, um, sometimes we have to go through other routes that are not stereotypical to get our health in order. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers, usually when you talk to a doctor, you want to get your AIDS test? Uh, <laughs> they always focus on the age you might have right. instead of, you know, the diabetes or, you know, or whatever other shit that's killing black folks. Uh-huh. Right? right. Um, They're more worried. About, they're more infatuated with our transition than our normal other health issues. Right. So. Yeah, like, you were so right about that. Because I went, oh, I don't want to put them on blast. But I went to a a clinic, and I was like, you know, I'm having really bad back pains. And I I still have back back pains. 
And she was like, oh, do you exercise? I was like, not really. She's like, um, well, just exercise. You'll be all right. I'm like, <laughs> or well, did bitch, you get any silicone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you yeah. have any silicone? You know that. That's that what the girls do. <laughs> oh, oh, don't take no Mexican hormones because I heard that. Um, no, she said, don't take no Mexican hormones because those are killing the girls too. You, you're not supposed to take those. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been on them. I've been on them for what? Ten years, and I had a clean bill of health. But I've been also, using them for a long time too, so <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, maybe they know they work better, so they trying to get they you to get sure on do. the U.S. You, ones." The, it's like <laughs> the ones that they, the ones that they give you, you just be like, "Oh, this is nice. My skin is pretty. But Why my titties not doing nothing? Where's my <laughs> hips and my ass, <laughs> baby? You popped that shot from Mexico." Yeah, and within the week, the lady is here. Yes, <laughs> I love Mexican moms. I can't even complain about them. They changed my whole life. My whole look mm-hmm. changed with Mexican moms. So, mm-hmm. and I only took one shot a month. So I don't. I, I never was like a girl a that wants to take. Oh, I'm gonna take a pill and I'm gonna do the shot every two weeks. I've never been that girl that wanted to overmoan myself or who believed overmoaning was the way to make you more passable <laughs> once i learned that they said if you get too much estrogen it, it turns, turns itself into testosterone, into testosterone. <laughs> i was like oh no we go <laughs> put a little bit here a little bit there see what it do and it worked wonders like i remember i had been taking them and i had t- and i had um took some pictures of myself and I in, on the camera, this is old school. You know the ones that the little disposable pictures. The, now, the uh, uh, yellow and black yeah, ones. Yeah, the yellow and black <laughs> ones. Uh, I would have them Kodaks. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I had some pictures of myself. Like it was like a twenty-four shot or whatever. I can't remember whatever. So when I first used the first couple of shots, it was prior to me being on moans. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the role, I took we had went on the trips and I had been on moans. And then later on is a little bit later on the moans. So in that one packet, when I had to go get them developed, mm-hmm. you could see how crazy of a difference them hormones had changed my look. It was like, whoa, like yeah. you looking like Butch Queen up in drag. <laughs> you looking like the fish. Yeah. <laughs> so it was totally different. So I knew, and I had been on the other moans for years before that, and it wasn't changing me like these did. So I'm not condoning. You definitely need to make sure you get your levels checked and your yes. blood work done. But if you ain't tried Mexican moms, baby, you might want to try it because <laughs> they my love. Yes. So I've heard. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that that was true, that you were supposed to take it once a month. Well, I, I don't know. That's just what for me. That's that's not no, me that's, saying that's no, how no, you're supposed no, to do. No, that's what they tell me. Oh, that's okay. what they yeah. tell you. They say, oh, these are once a month. They come in like a little colorful white box uh-huh. with the little polar. The little orange little flower. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. My girl. And I had to <laughs> have Deal. another one like. Well, is um, it Perlutol? Perlutol or something. Perlutol. It's sick thing. Something, my love. Perlutol. But you didn't take any like uh, testosterone blockers with them nope. or? Nope. Nope, just the pill. Just I mean the, the shot. Just the shot. I heard of a Hawaiian trans woman. She wanted to take her shot once a month because mm-hmm. she wanted to be like, like normal, like a like a normal cis woman's period or something uh-huh. like that. She just was like, cis women don't have to do all that, so why would I keep stuffing myself with hormones? Just do it once yeah, a month. Yeah, that's I'm good. weird. It, it ju- I don't know. I just didn't want to. It just didn't feel right, me, me over moaning. It just never yeah. felt like it was safe. I never was under the logic that if I keep taking all these pills, 
it didn't make me more fierce. I don't know why that made me feel like I was gonna kill myself. <laughs> or no, wow. it makes you feel that way. Like it makes you feel like, damn, like this is a lot of shit that I'm taking all the time. Yeah, like, that's it, weird. Like, is it gonna wear my kidneys out? Cause you hear about that too. Yeah. So that's another thing. I heard yeah. a girl who had kid. I know, not heard. I know a girl who got her kidneys was failing. Mm. Oh my gosh. It was just not right. So wear my liver. kidneys out and I can't take hormones no more or. Or do them kind of slow so I can yeah. take <laughs> <laughs> Let me stretch it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Z, what's going to be our first topic of this this episode? Um, I'll, It's going to be adjusting to passing. Like, for y'all, what are some things you do that fit the cis heteronormative, and what are some things that you don't do? And how do you navigate that space? being in between both having knowledge of what it's like to live mm. as both <coughs> you want me to go uh, yeah you can go um let's see let's see let's see these kind of questions kind of normally they manifested in my hobbies and in my sex life so any other thing, I didn't really have mm-hmm. any kind of rules that I need to follow uh-huh. in regards to, like, how I dress. Like, I don't mind wearing jeans and a blazers or some sneakers and being a little tomboyish in my style of dress. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that some sweats. And, you know, I didn't mind that, and I didn't really think it. It was sexual stuff that really made me question myself in regards mm-hmm. to, am I fitting the norm? Right. So back in the day, um, or hobbies. So... I really, let me, before I get to the sex part, let's talk about the hobbies because that's easy. Uh I really was into video games when I was younger. Uh So when I became a woman, Uh when I transitioned, all the boyish things I did, I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm going to get into makeup. I'm not going to play video games. Mm. I'm not going to do anything that I felt like was kind of boyish. So I stopped playing games for a long ass time until recently. I bought me an Xbox or a PS4, and now I'm mm-hmm. sucked back in and playing games all the time. <laughs> so because I, I grew up, I kind of matured and learned that, you know, fifty percent of gamers are women. Right. So and there and I had to another thing. It's like my height. I'm a tall girl. I'm five eleven. Mm-hmm. So when I meet tall girls. Like cisgender girls, they're not questioning their height. Like I'm right. just tall. I don't. They not thinking. They're not going through the world thinking, "Ooh, is somebody thinking I'm a man because I'm five eleven?" Right. And so I had to think like that, where I'm like, I gotta carry this and be confident about it. And that's the same thing with. Um, I had to realize that some of the things that I was thinking were quote unquote tranny thoughts. Right. <laughs> that cis women don't have. So and that's the thing. A cis woman is not worrying about if her playing video games is, is invalidating her. Right. She's not thinking mm-hmm. about, oh, I'm playing this video game. Is it making me feel like trained? Yeah. Is like, oh, <laughs> they're, they're probably thinking like, oh, they're I'm like, going to play and I'm going to do it just as Better good. than the yeah. boys. That's what, because, you know, they're fighting against patriarchy. So they're trying to do these things mm-hmm. to be better than the boys. So, mm-hmm. and so I had to readjust my mind and make sure that what I was thinking and these thoughts were authentic to who I was. Right. Now let's go to the sex. Same exact thing in regards to that. So if I'm using my penis, is he touching my penis? Is anything that dealt with my penis, 
mm-hmm. is, ooh, if he wants to do something to my penis, he must be gay. Right. <laughs> and I don't want no gay boy because a gay boy likes men and I'm a woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes. So in my mind when I was younger, I remember I met this guy. His name, not, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> my, it was a high school friend. And he was one of them boys that all the girls loved, and he was fine, and they would live for him. One time when he graduated, he randomly came to my house for us to hook up. And I was like, <laughs> That is sickening. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to have this person. <laughs> oh, my God. He was one of them boys, like, you never would have thought that you would have, have him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And he come in, and he was trying to suck my piece. Wait a minute. And so in my mind, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> Like, anybody else, I would have kicked them out. Like, ugh, you are gay. Get out of my apartment. <laughs> but this is... Uh. Him. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not about to kick him out. <laughs> Let's see where this dude. He's the one. <laughs> and then I was like, but I talked to him and I was like, no, you don't supposed to do that stuff. I'm supposed to do that stuff. I'm supposed to suck the dick. I'm supposed to get fucked. I'm the woman. And so it he told me years later, he was like, You made me feel like the most gayest man in the world. <laughs> the fact that I wanted to do that to you and you was like not having it. <laughs> and you know that's totally opposite of me now. <laughs> so You gonna suck some dick, I'ma stab you. <laughs> no. So I'm like, look, no, this is what we do. But I ended up hooking up with him years later, and we did all my extras. <laughs> but at that time, I was like 17, and I was like, no, girls do this and boys do this. And those were the rules. And it wasn't till I grew up and said, you know, this is your body. This is what nature gave you. Right. So we know you're trans, so we know that you you know there's some disconnect between your mental and your body and your physical. So you, you know, and I'm trying to align the two by doing body-altering things, getting hormones. I'm trying to align my mind with my body. But I, this is what I have right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, my piece is how I get sexually, pl- sexually pleased. So I can either keep sacrificing my pleasure for the sake of my quote-unquote fish, uh, or grow up. I can grow the fuck up and enjoy <laughs> this nut. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> this is how you nut. And when I made that decision that I'm going to use my body, whatever, I don't care if you sucking my toes. Mm-hmm. If it feels good, I want to enjoy you sucking my toes. <laughs> so whatever part of my body that you want to explore, I, if I'm allowing you into my bed, then... You need to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. You need to be okay with all I got going on. Because what I used to fucking hate is having to tuck the whole time I'm fucking mm. having you. Or have to hide it the whole time that I'm having you. I didn't like that. I felt like it was transphobic. Yeah. It is transphobic. I don't know. It's like internalized transphobia. Like I got to hide it. And everything that I do is a revolving around your pleasure and your image. Right. Everything that I'm doing, I don't want to make you feel gay. I, I, I want to all the illusion of this, what is gay, what is not. I'm perpetuating it because I'm allowing 
myself to be uncomfortable with my body just to make you feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I didn't, when I was younger, I, it was like almost okay. But once I got older, I was like, Mm-mm, this ain't right. <laughs> I'm supposed to love myself wholeheartedly, everything in my, about me. Right. Uh, right now, in this moment, I want to love. And so once I learned that and grew up about it, then I start I start worrying about whether or not I fit in a heteronormative th- heteronormative box or if I didn't. So there's some things about me. Yes, I I am I'm okay with the binary. Uh-huh. Like I'm okay with my man being a man and me being a woman. I'm not in you know I'm not non-binary even though I think they have a right to exist and I'll have some wonderful non-binary friends. I'm okay mm-hmm. with the binary. And I understand why people want to dismantle it, but me personally, I'm okay with it. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's certain ways that I do fit. I present as a cis woman. Uh-huh. So, and that's okay with me. Mm-hmm. So some things that I align with, I'm okay with, and then something I grew to be out of the norm. I grew to the point where I'm a trans woman. I'm okay with being a trans woman. And I sometimes trans women have penises. Trans women's. <laughs> sometimes trans women have penises, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get a sex change. Uh-huh. I should be able to be comfortable wherever I fall in my transition, whether I'm post-op, pre-op, non-op, wherever. I should be able to express my body, express my sex, express my love, ex- enjoy my enjoy my pleasure, wherever, whatever stage of transition that I'm in. I'm at, I should be able to enjoy it. Right. So that's kind of where I am when it comes to the boxes of heteronormativity and how I present. So did you feel like you had to adjust to passing at all? Like being, tr- did you get treated? Like did you have to be like, ooh, I'm not really used to being treated like this way in public hmm. or by cis people? No, I don't think that there was an adjustment. I don't really want to say that there was adjustment um, because hmm. no, I think and this is I say this humbly as possible. <laughs> I had I had a level of passability from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like I wasn't where I am now, I would think. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, I got boobs. I'm softer looking. I'm. I'm at a different level now, uh-huh. but when I started, I wasn't a brick. Like okay. I wasn't, I wasn't super clocky, clocky, clocky. Okay. It was like I could, I still, I got through the first time I got up in, I got through. Hmm. So that wasn't something. <laughs> w- could some people clock? Yes, of course, because I wasn't totally passable. But uh-huh. I was, I, I started off at a certain level that still allowed me to get some kind of passing privilege. Okay. So, I wouldn't say that there was an adjustment that I needed to make. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I know there wasn't an adjustment because I think that's just what it. it I don't know. I get it. Mm-hmm. I just I had privilege from the beginning. Right. What about you, man? Um. Yeah. When I think of when I think I had to adjust. Um. Like diamond, I. I was kind of I was kind of passable when I got up in. You could still look at me and be like, "Bitch, oh no, girl, that's kind of <laughs> bitch. That jawline is kind of hard, bitch. She ain't got no titties, but I patted down, bitch. You couldn't, girl. Was a video vixen, but um, not I, when I started to become uh more passable 
where people like where people would tell somebody and and people would be like, "Nah, I think you lying." I had to get used to um being in the company of men. Men make me really really nervous. Mm. Like really nervous. So, because they were always like whenever I when I was younger, <clears throat> they were all like <laughs> whenever I got into it or the the bullies and stuff, they were always guys. So I always had like this like I was I always get, and I still kind of do today. So <clears throat> I had to get used to like um, guys being nice to me, like just like in like being in the company of them and treating you like a woman. Yeah, without being g- nervous about it, w- without them bashing and being rude and stuff. I had it was like, oh, bitch, this is <laughs> oh, this is kind of nice. I'm, I wonder when it's gonna end. <laughs> 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 like when w- when is my tea gonna get clocked and then it's gonna just bitch. Go from zero to a hundred, cause you know, if you ever been in one of the predicaments where you was chilling with Trey, and one of them be like, one of them pull one of the niggas to the side, like, come here real quick, <laughs> <laughs> and you be like, oh, Let bitch, you, you, and you my by girl, yourself. My mother, my old school, uh, my mom and my girl was like, "Let me pull your coattail to this little tea I got." <laughs> <laughs> Baby, and they come back and be like, nah, bruh. You hear them in the background talking about, nah, I don't know, man. Nah, for real. I, I know. you, Because cause I, I seen the Adam's apple. Once you start to hear all that, oh, um, I left something in the car. I'll be right back. Bitch, and hit it, girl. And say, oh, um, I don't know. I just got real uncomfortable. And you t- send that text message, bitch, and block the number, girl. Because your tears Let me clock. tell you what happened to me while I was in school. <laughs> so I'm tipping through the yard. It's real quick. I'm tipping through the yard, right? And these niggas is on campus and they like, damn, baby girl, hey red, come here, yeah. tall, tall red bone. They give me all of that. And I come around the corner, Trey, I'm trying to just stop talking to him because I know somebody's gonna tell my team. Yeah. So cause everybody know my team because it's a campus, but these dudes are from another school. And so they see me and he come, he follow me around the building. Oh, around man. the building. So it's just me and him. And all of a sudden his phone rings. His homeboys had that was over there. Somebody done told his homeboys my tea, and he, his homeboy is calling him <laughs> to, spill to, the tea. to spill my tea while he is, baby, he is shooting his shot. He is like, damn, baby girl, you so sexy. I ain't from here, but shit, I'll wipe you up. He giving me the the game, baby, <laughs> and he he said one second, picked up his phone and put it up to his ear. And all I see, first he was making eye contact with me, then his eye contact went down to my Adam's apple. (laughs) 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 And to see if he (laughs) could see an Adam's apple. And then he looked at me and he looking like, I would have took off right. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting there looking. Because I'm clocking what's that, happening. Baby, you forgot Diamond's a twirler, bitch. Uh, it would have went there. I am a twirler. <laughs> so I'm looking like, mm. and he was like, oh, one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> he just stopped his whole game mid mid trying to mack me and that nigga said mm, I'll be right back and we turned around and walked over to his friends and I walked past them a couple like a half an hour later and they all looking like mm. you thought you got one didn't you <laughs> not today <laughs> I be so evil at them when I see the people that clock my tea I'm just ugh. I give them the evil shitty for like two seconds cause you know they be in a group and right. then I push it <laughs> <laughs> then you punch 
Oh, like, so what are some things that you do to, that fit in the cis heteronormative? And some things that I don't? Yeah. Um, Some things that I do, okay. One of the, in the beginning of my transition, I really, I was kind of like a tomboy almost. Like, I, because I, that's how it, it made me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then once I started to feel my transition a little bit better, I felt like, bitch, you know, women wear heels. So, baby, everywhere I went, I wore heels. Like, right now. <laughs> right, I was just about to I say. Like oh. right now. Just, but no, wait, that's because something that happened. <laughs> Listen, I had, um, no, nah, I don't got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we record and sit down in the house, and this bitch got on some <laughs> heels. Stiletto, and they bomb as fuck, though. In the house. <laughs> they bomb as fuck, but <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. We ain't got no plans. <laughs> and she is a little black, little sexy dress with some black boot heels, little booty, Damn! looking sickening. And we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. But you know, sometimes you gotta look your best so you can feel good about yourself. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> y'all, okay. I was, well, I kind of, I'm trying to wean myself out of that, y'all. Okay. But I felt like all, women wore heels all the time. Now, after a couple of times where a bitch done went to the mall and just wore heels or to places where it's nothing but concrete for hours, and you come out of them and your toes are purple, blue, bitch, and it take about two hours for them bitches to come back to life. Girl, and then you wake up the next morning and they still tingling. No. I said, no, bitch, I probably will wear some slides. <laughs> now I used to look at girls like, bitch, why you got slides in your purse? And then you see some girl, now I know. <laughs> that was when it, and that was something that I felt like all women did was wear heels. What and, about when um, it came to sex? When it came to, well, this, okay, when it came to sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kind of like what Diamond said, like, um, how she said she was. I just, I, I, at, in the beginning, I felt like tucking and like I didn't want you to touch it, and I felt like I had to hide it in order for you to be comfortable. Like I didn't want you to feel no type of way because I dealt with some guys would be like, um, I'm, I'm okay with you being trans, but I don't want to see it. Make sure it's not there. I don't want to touch it by accident. Nothing. Uh, but all the whole time, I'm wearing you out. You. Fucking the shit out of my booty hole, but <laughs> you don't want to see me naked all the way. Mm. So, oh, mate, Diamond, can you cut that part out? That was kind of lube. I like lube. <laughs> <laughs> that <I know>. was real. <laughs> 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 I don't even worry, I said, gonna be fucking you. <laughs> they know For what real. this is. <laughs> this is a grown and sexy <laughs> podcast, honey. <laughs> Honey, y'all Time know to grow what's up. Going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I just, and I, I kind of, I had problems with it at first until I met some guys that was just like, I don't give a fuck. Your whole, everything about you is what I like, the, the dick included. And I'm like, oh, okay. Baby Trey told me, just lean back. You ain't going to stop me from sucking this dick and pull oh. my hands up and start gobbling my meat. <laughs> I was like, because at first I was like, no, don't touch it. No. It's like, <laughs> real rapey. Like, like 
smooth. <laughs> and grab my arms and put it back and bent it back. <laughs> like, you know, like as if he's trying to rape me, but not rape me with a dick, rape me with his mouth. <laughs> Real dominant. And, yeah, he bent my arms down and just got the goblet. Wham, wham, wham. Right now. I was like, shit. Wait, this is gonna feel love. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, that's that was my experience. The Do first you think it's like you know how when you first do you think it's like a learning curve? Like, you know, like when you first um, get a little shape. Sometimes when you first get titties and you gotta always have them out. Like, like I remember when I first mm. got pumped and baby, you couldn't have me out of a push-up bra. <laughs> my, I, all my shirts had cleavage. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's they a, was always, you need to see that these titties are real. You need to see that I'm a woman. <laughs> that I'm a woman. If and you so clock I, my titties, oh, but she got titties. It don't matter. My titties was out. <laughs> <laughs> I had on a fishnet shirt. You going to see I got a titty. It, that's what it would. I first got them. But now that I'm grown and I've been having these motherfuckers old and saggy and grown woman titties. It's like a young girl <laughs> you know, going to a woman. Like, no, I can cover them up and I can still feel sexy mm-hmm. even with my titties covered up. Do you think it's like that? Like you, a learning to that where you, where you had to learn that, yeah, you had these, you had these rules of what womanhood was. And then now as you got over, you see that that's kind of ridiculous and mm-hmm. stupid. I feel like it was a grow like a, a learning, a growing experience. Like, uh, because I didn't fully accept my body. So, why would I think that you would fully accept it? So I was like, you know, I know what you think you should be seeing, and I'm not giving you what you should be seeing. So I'm going to try to give that to the best of my ability because I really want to have you, and you are my sickening. And then until, until one day you just come across somebody and be like, bitch, you are eating it. This is everything. And a couple of people, and you be like, well, well goddamn. I've been really playing myself. I kind of, you know, I like this, and this is this makes me feel beautiful, and I like my body for for what it is. <coughs> what about the masculine side of it? Do you feel? What about you, Z? Um, in a way, I try to fit the cis heteronormative, but it's more so things that I feel like are necessary. Like I wanna, like I had trouble. I still struggle with learning like how to shave, like shit like that. And, you know, you have to shave for some jobs, shit like that. So, you know, you kind of have to learn. And I was just like, damn, like, I really have to try to fit in because I'm a whole man now. And I'm, like, getting pimples and stuff. And, like, Mia would tell me, okay, you know, testosterone does this. It makes your armpits funkier sometimes. You're going to have to, you know, do something better. Or, um, yeah, the acne and, like, ingrown, shit like that. And also, um, like, I didn't used to cut my hair at all, but now I'm like, I wanted to try to do it, so I did that. So I do some things to fit in the cis heteronormative, but uh, for the most part, I know that it's bullshit just by how I've been treated differently. You know what I mean? Like, when I was seen as a stud, it was just like, I used to get bashed too. Like, people used to look at me in disgust and now it's like random dudes will talk to me and try to be my friend and like women kind of get more nervous around me and it's just like 
I had I had to adjust to being seen that not only just a male but also a black male, and I got tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So That's interesting that he said that. Right. Let me, let me ask something. So, me and Mia used to be in the business, in the escort business. Uh huh. We have shared stories with each other, and there are some things that Mia has gone through that I feel like she's only gone through because of her size. Because oh. she's a much, much smaller girl than I mm-hmm. am. Right. And niggas will see me, even though I look feminine, I'm not a small woman. I right. got some size on me. So if we get in any kind of little situation, this ain't no easy win, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ain't an easy win with me either. But they might think. That it's an easier win because, because I'm you smaller. Are, because yes. you're smaller. No you see you're what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <Just. see? laughs> so I would wonder, I would wonder how does that translate with you? Because you said that women may kind of act nervous around boo, but you're not a big guy. Yeah. You are a small man. Right. So how I would want to kind of how to how how that translates in in that kind of sphere. And it was, I don't, I would have to see it. Yeah, it's not all the time, Uh but say, like, they just pay a little more attention to me. Like, say if I go in the store or something, Mm -hmm. you know, you know how they they profile black men, you know what I mean? But a lot of people are more nicer to me because I'm so light-skinned. So it's like, that don't really play a big part. You know, I don't really get profiled that much. Right. But... Uh, it's just, it's different. I used to get treated way differently by women when I was seen as a stud, just a lady. You know what I mean? But now it's just like, huh. They act kind of more mean to me sometimes. Interesting. Right. So it's just, it's interesting. It very, it really is interesting. So I had to really adjust to being seen as a male. And then, like, men used to, like, flirt with me as a stud still. You know, pants were sagging on my ass. I tried to be as masculine as possible. But now they, I be getting surprised when they be, you know, just being friends with, like, trying to have small talk or like, what's going on, bro? You know, you know how they, you know, how dudes be. Right. It's when no longer I'm objectifying. Oh, you a stud. I know you like pussy. Let me right. try to turn you out. It's like, oh, you just a dude, so you right. just a nigga, so I'm just gonna treat you like a homie. Right. And right. then like, say I go to a job interview, and they'll sometimes like, if I'm going to a. Like, I went to this one company, and he told me what to wear. He was like, wear, like, a suit and tie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, I don't know how to do a fucking tie. I don't even know how I would fit for a suit. Shit like that. I'm still trying to adjust to a lot of things. And I feel like that comes from being, a like, being coming from a boy to a man, you know, not really having a father that's really present to teach you these things. Right. So I think it's about the same thing. So I try to look at it from that perspective and, you know, try to, ask questions to men I do come across or, you know, even Mia sometimes because she, you know, can understand men more. She's dealt with a lot of men. So, you know, I just try to be. But when it comes to sex, um, I never thought I would. I was like, no, I'm masculine. I'm never going to get penetrated, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm a divergent. I just know it. And I used to tell myself that every time. But. I, you know, what happens, life just happens. You grow up and just be like, fuck it, I'm going to try new things. Mm. And then, like, I would think certain positions are feminine. But now I'm just like, wait, 
All of this is just stupid. I'm just it, mean. It starts like, to be stupid. Right. Yeah. So me navigating between the spaces, I'm more free, knowing that the cis heteronormative is boring as fuck. So I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is really boring. Yeah. It's boring, no shade. And that's why some of you bitches. <laughs> boring. <laughs> yes. You know what I was going to touch on? Like how he was saying you had to adjust to like um, – the opposite sex like something that i had to adjust to was men hollering at me like in groups or like it's just in general like how sometimes it could be it could be scary because like you don't know if like if you if you don't be nice to them they could lash out especially if they with their homeboys oh i've heard of bitches getting punched in the face once they didn't talk to the nigga like i've i don't heard of so much you know what? I need to work on my vocabulary. <laughs> what the issue to me? I've experienced that too. I've had the first time that I've experienced that is I guess that would be an adjustment, uh-huh. for getting to know what women go through right in situations like that. I remember I was coming out of a club, and mm-hmm. in your teenage years, you're not going to fucking clubs. The clubs I was going to in my teenage years were gay clubs, so I didn't have to worry about this. Uh-huh. But when I was go- coming out of a straight club, I had forgot my ID in the car, my friend's car. Uh-huh. So I was running back to her car, grabbed her keys. We were in line, and I had to get my ID. And when I was going, I was running to the car, and d- I passed these dudes, and they was trying to holler. But I'm kind of in a rush because I don't want my friends waiting in line and holding up the line while I'm going to my ID. So I kind of kept going. I said hey to him, but I kind of kept going and didn't stop and talk to him. And he was like, well, fuck you then, you high yellow stuck-up bitch. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, Damn. What the fuck? You didn't clock me, so I'm getting my. Oh, you didn't say I was a fag, so I'm cool. I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through, so you actually give me a compliment in the same breath of trying to offend me. But oh well. (laughs) Right. I like 19, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, high I yellow bitch, that's fine. As long as I'm not a that's high yellow me. fag, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Oh boy, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's happened to me, and I had to learn that that is a part of womanhood. Uh-huh. Being assaulted. I've been in a situation where a dude um, was trying to fuck with me. We were. He had took me some random ass, remote ass fucking location, and tried to fucking get me to fuck with him. Now, mind you, I'm like, yo, I'm not approved at all. Mm-hmm. I we can wear it out, but I need to know. I like, bitch, don't take me somewhere secretly. Like, girl, you you like, where are we going? And we go to the alleys and shit. Like, girl, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, this ain't no motherfucking pussy. This got to right. get cleaned out and prepared for you to <laughs> penetrate it. <laughs> Right. So you can't just take me to some spot and think I'm about to open up. Oh, you know, some of them don't care. They be like, oh, don't worry about it, baby girl. That's what they make showers for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not that girl. <laughs> so you can't just take me to a spot and it goes down. And I don't know it's going down. Like, yeah, if I know that we, this is our spot and we going to fuck oh. around, I'll pre-douche and get it ready for you. But... This wasn't this situation. We were just hanging out. I hadn't even fucking fuck with you like that. And like I said, I'm not approved. I don't fuck with niggas on the first day. <laughs> so that it's, it's not that. It's just that let me know what's going down. And if it's not, then we need to go to my spot so I can prepare and get shit going down. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to press, 
and was touching me and grabbing me and groping me and it it felt rapey as fuck. But because I'm looking at this situation, I'm a woman from a trans woman's lens. Mm-hmm. You still are into me, and, and I'm you're a validating trans woman my and you fish. validated my fish at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, he really into me until like, he go too far, right? So he's really. It, it kind of was a weird moment where I didn't recognize it, but it was an assault. Like, you're trying to push up on me and rape me. That's what right. you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But the back of my mind is saying, ooh, but he's really into me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, he's really into my fish. <laughs> but 15 minutes later, he took me to this gas station and left me stranded in a city that I didn't know nothing about because I wasn't fucking him. Wow. <laughs> Drove me to a gas station, told me that I want something to drink. And I said, sure. He gave me like a couple of dollars to get something to drink. Walked in there, walked back out. He done pulled off. Which is why I have compassion to why women are mean to me. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. okay. I understand. And that's progressive. This is <laughs> you doing your part and understanding. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. Because you, you know, you kind of have to get used to like, like you said, men touching you. Because, like, when I go to a straight club, I make sure my tuck is super, super. Because you never know if a hand going to come out of nowhere while you ain't paying attention and go underneath your dress. Or, mm, and you just be like, I need to, everything needs to be on my P's and Q's. And you kind of get used to that, which you shouldn't have. You shouldn't. But you kind of be like, okay, I, this is something I'm going to expect. I'm going to expect for a, a man to rub my leg and say, oh, your legs are so soft. And it's happened to me so many times. Mm-hmm. So I need to shave my legs tonight because who? They ain't no teller who gonna touch my legs tonight. Right. So uh, that's mm. some of the preconditions that Wait, I'm like. That's why, like, I'm dominant, but I'm not aggressive. So it may come off that I'm submissive because I go off like I just know that men can be shitty, and I don't want to seem like a shitty man by being like, "Come on." But like, some of us n- like <laughs> that. Some of us like sometimes I need I need you I need to feel like you want it like you need it. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> it, it, but it's about consent, of course. Oh, okay. of co- of we, we co- yes, with consent. Yeah, consent. yeah, yeah. Consent. But you know when a woman is into you. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. She gives you permission by her by telling you Body and her mannerisms sometimes. and her touching you mm-hmm. and doing things that gives you the cues that she's into you mm-hmm. and. For me, because I like an aggressive guy, too, and I don't mind being touched by somebody who I am giving the googly eyes and (laughs) and touching them. And, you know, I'm giving you the cues that say I like you. Mm -hmm. It is when I'm being touched by somebody who I haven't given you any cues. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to you. I'm walking past you in the club and you just reach your hand up my skirt. No, those are those situations is what I don't like. And then like the dude in the car. He, we were in the car, and I'm like, yo, no, let's go back to my situation. And, and I'm not saying, no, you can't do this. I'm giving him clues, but I'm, I'm giving him clues like, mm, not here. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go back to my little spot, and we can work it out. But he wants it right now, and he's not taking no for an answer, so I have to get more aggressive myself. Uh-huh. Get your hands off my titties. No. No. <laughs> like a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah, like, come on, stop. Now, I mean, have you ever had to use your strength? Um, well, now, when I mean use my your strength, I like, sometimes I've, I've um, like, showed a man, like, I'm not weak. Like, have they ever tried to, like, overpower you and, like, you had to do something to prove, like, don't um, do that because we, if he went there, bitch, it would, it would, <laughs> it would really be awful for you. Um. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? I guess it would be in this situation. Not really my strength. Like, I had to, like, really. Um, 
I used to because I hadn't experienced assaults like this. I used to think I would be I was under the myth that I didn't understand how women got raped because I felt like I've, I had never been pa- uh, overpowered. Mm-hmm. And so this is in my younger days. And so I was like, what? How can you? I felt like all you got to do is kind of wiggle around to get the dick. How can a nigga force his dick in you? And right. you can't wiggle around and get it out. Like you can't move your hips around and get it out. So I used to have this myth because I had never experienced anything like that because mm. I didn't understand how a person could overpower you until I had been overpowered by a man. And if that situation hadn't happened, I wouldn't have I, I learned to have compassion for a woman because I was telling y'all before we started recording about the dude who overpowered me. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that knife in that situation, I would not have gotten out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And so, because I couldn't get him off of me. Like, I right. couldn't. Like, I tried my best. This is a big 6'4-ass dude that is a man, lives as a man, athletic. This Stocky. is what he does. I don't do that. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, there's no superhuman man strength in me. I know that's the myth. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, yeah. Some kind of man strength that uh, as soon as I get angry, going to come out. I, that's no. not what I'm talking about. I'm no man. Like, you just put your superman strength out like your... I, like Powers. I just ate some spinach Doo-doo. and turned it to Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what um that's not what's in me. So it, it, I learned in that moment that you can be overpowered because I could not get him off of me. If he was on some rape me type shit, he would have got it. Right. Because I couldn't get him off of me. Mm-hmm. And so I learned in that moment, because I like I said, I used to think that it was I didn't because I hadn't been in the situation. I learned that, you know. They can be raped. They can, they can, you can be overpowered, and it's nothing that you can do in this situation. And so, that situation learned, taught me that, but it also taught me about hey, I don't need to put myself in any situations where I am alone with somebody that's not in my own space. Now, this does not say that the victim is wrong for putting themselves in that position no i'm not saying that but i had to learn as a woman that i had to protect myself and make sure that if it's going to be some type of situation whatever i could control hey i'm gonna make sure it's gonna be on my own turf (laughs) <laughs> mm. I'm not going to be out in somewhere else because that's what I learned from him. I'm not getting your car and you can take me somewhere and keep me stranded because mm-hmm. I was stranded with him. Right. So, you know, that w- that's what I've learned. Mm. That's a scary baby. When I tell you that's 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 a terrifying moment once you realize that you ain't got the strength to, to take off your opponent, baby, and you feel helpless. That would, But that's interesting. Time My to play mind games now. Time to work from the mental as much as you can. If you can't do the physical, got to think quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of times where I thought I should have thought quick. <laughs> 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 what I want to serve on the plate today is a good plate of accepting yourself and your entirety. And that goes for the LBGT community and the hetero, the heterosexual community. Um, the reason why I brought this up is because I've, myself as a trans person, I had to come to terms with accepting myself in my entirety. And for a time, I, 
I kind of was like, you know, trans women don't do this. Trans women do this. Um, I'm a heterosexual trans woman. Not we're supposed to do this, but I, I, I never felt like um, some girls say, oh, I'm I'm just gonna go to straight clubs and you can't go to the gay clubs. Once I transition, I'm gonna get rid of that. I never had that because I kind of started with straight clubs because I was from the country, so we ain't really have no gay clubs. The I gay. Saw, I saw a whole trans man make a video about that. Don't ask me to go to no gay club. I'm not gay. I was like, okay, you're doing too much, sir. Like, yeah, like I don't, I <laughs> never understood. I'm like, girl, well, you know, you you are a trans bitch. You do, but you could you could belong here. But um, <coughs> yeah, just um, just accepting yourself in your entirety it, it helped me a lot um with my spiritual journey because I used to. I used to be like, dang, why can't I do this? Why can't I have children? That used to beat me up, like, well, like, have children like uh, a cis woman would. Or um, why, why, why isn't this happening that I can't do that cis women can do? And I was like, you know what? I accept myself in my entirety as a trans person, as a trans woman. And it really helped. So let me ask this. You, you ke- I keep hearing you say this. Um, I accept myself in, in my entirety as a trans person, but isn't that transness by definition, like not accepting yourself, not accepting what you, how you were born, not accepting it and changing it, not accepting what you cards you were given and changing it. But so when it seems like kind of like contradictory, if you're, if the lesson is to accept yourself wholeheartedly, or as a whole, mm-hmm. um, why you take hormones? Why you get surgery? Right, like yeah. why? So I know, I understand, like be, I, I uh-huh. get it, but isn't a part of being trans not accepting that and doing things to change it and adjust it? Well, for me, I feel like this is this is my opinion. I feel like you're born trans. Uh huh. So with me transitioning, that's me being myself. That's who I mm-hmm. am. That's who I feel like I was meant to be. So, but so you, you're a person who wants to get a sex change, though. So, how, if you want to, if you have accepted yourself, what's the point of the sex change? <coughs> Accepting myself as a trans, per, uh, a trans woman. So, that, me getting a sex change is, it's not saying that I don't accept what I have now, but I'm talking about in my entirety, like, um, just as who I am, because with the sex change, I'm still going to be trans, but there are some trans women who feel like with the sex change, I'm a woman now. Mm. I'm no longer trans anymore. And I thought like that. I was like, bitch, when I get a pussy, I'm going to cut the world off. I'm going I'm to go somewhere else, and I'm a, I'm, no one's going to hear from me. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Because at the end of the day, you're, you have a sex change. Like, you're still trans. Mm. And, and so, like, I don't know. It helped me to to feel more at peace to be like damn that this is who you are and it helped me to talk to people like oh you know I'm trans because I didn't used to tell people that I didn't I was kind of ashamed like dang like I would be afraid of what people would think but now I'd be like "Mm, I'm trans and I I, and just boldly and proudly because I've accepted myself I'm able to say that and it's it's made me more confident do you Z do you think that being trans is really just a perpetual kind of self-hate and adjusting to 
I don't know. It seems like it, it's hard for me if I'm a person on the outside, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. Uh-huh. It's hard for me if I was a person on the outside to hear somebody talk about, oh, you have to accept yourself. You have to accept yourself. A person who is tell who literally didn't accept mm. what the body that they were born with, uh-huh. who didn't accept, um, you know, what nature ga- g- gave you, uh-huh. and you are now altering it. Right. How would I listen to you and ta- talk about accepting yourself, but you didn't? So explain that. Um, it's accepting, just like how Mia was explaining, it's, it's accepting that, okay, I'm a trans man. That's how it's going to be. I could try to go back. I could, you know, because I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'm a detransition. I'm one of the people that like to live natural. Why would I put something foreign in my body? Blah, 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 blah. But I've seen how much it really, okay, this shit is real. It's not like it's no sickness. It's like every time I see myself in the mirror now, the more further along I get in my transition, the more comfortable I am. So I know it's not a fucking joke. So after you see it as something serious and not a joke, you it comes with that compassion and understanding for yourself. So for me, I see why they would say it's not ex- accepting yourself. In a way, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I can't say, oh, I am, because in a way I am changing myself. But things people want to change all types of things b- about themselves, like wh- whether they come from their personality or like, in the future, I want to be this businessman or I want to be more outgoing or such and such and such. So, oh, if you're depressed, why not accept yourself being depressed right now? Why don't I mean, there's a way you can heal from that, but it's like, just accept who you are right now. It's who you are. But me being trans is not all that I am. I'm also an uncle. I'm also a brother. I'm also a son. I'm all types of things. I can't change that and also can't change the fact that I'm trans. So, you know, I could try to say I don't have a sister and kill her or whatever. And I could forsake her, say all types of shit. That's not going to change the fact that I once had a sister. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, me, I just, that's me accepting myself by saying, okay, you're a trans man. You're never going to be a, nat- a natural born male. So, just live your truth. And your truth is living as a trans man. So if I was to answer that question for myself, because I just wanted to see what y'all had, y'all thought process about it. Uh-huh. This body is my vehicle. My spirit uh-huh. and my soul is my dr- I'm, is the driver. Right. So whatever I do to this vehicle, it's just like if, if I had a car and I wanted to paint it candy coated red and put some um, rims on it and uh-huh. jazz it up. That's just me jazzing it up. That's just the vehicle. My spirit right. is the thing that really matters. Right. So me accepting myself wholeheartedly for me, when I hear you say that and how it translates from my life and my experience is don't be that person. Like, so I'm not a girl that wants a sex change. I, I'm Where I am in my transition is where I want to be for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable where I am, exactly right. where I am. Mm-hmm. So being a trans, a pre-op trans woman is where I want to be. So I'm cool. So accepting that and accepting my past 
my experiences, my experiences as, as a black male, and know and accept that when I was a young black male, I was being affected by the world as a young black male. Right. And those experiences taught me how to be who I am today. Mm. So I accept that part of my life. Mm. Being a l- young gay male in my teens, when I was navigating the world as a young gay male, the world was treating me and lessons were being learned as a young gay male. Mm-hmm. Then I transitioned to a young woman, a young teen woman, mm-hmm. and the world started to engage with me as a young teen woman. Right. And so as I keep going through my life, every experience, every lesson, every all the things I'm ex- I've experienced has created the person that y'all see today. Right. And I am proud of that person. Right. I am proud of everything that I've experienced. I'm ex- proud of all the learning curves. What we were talking about earlier, how I went through a stage where I didn't accept myself. And here I am now where I'm totally accepting myself, where mm-hmm. I felt like I had to get uh, back in the day. I felt like I had to get a sex change. Mm-hmm. Like that was the end all goal. If you don't get a sex change, then what? It was <laughs> yeah. that. That's what I. What's the point in doing all of this? If you're not getting a sex change. That's where I was. And now that I'm older, going through my experiences and learning who I am and accepting myself wholeheartedly, I learned that all of the stuff, not piece of it, mm-hmm. not the woman that I perform, not the heteronormativity that I perform, not all the things that fit or don't fit, going back to our conversation in the beginning, mm-hmm. all those things not just the performance, but the everything else too. The past, the negative, the positive, the the cisness, the transness, all the transitioning from cisness to transness. All of those things and those experiences in between already created the person who I am and I have accepted it. And I'm proud of it and I love it and I right. and I wouldn't change it. And that's right. who I am. That's for me, that's what's accepting wholeheartedly. Right. For me as a whole. Yeah. That and that manifests everywhere. That we just talked about how it manifests sexually. Mm-hmm. How I started to accept myself and accept my pleasure. And like you just said, when I realized that, I totally resonate with that. Because mm-hmm. when I realized it, I realized this wasn't a joke. This wasn't right. a phase. <laughs> this is who I am. All of that stuff in my past created this and it has changed my life. I am a happy person. Because mm. I am not battling dysphoria how I did years ago. Right. I'm not battling um, not being in that box of heteronormativity mm. like I did years ago. Because you know what? Because I have accepted myself where I am right now. Mm. Right. Prior to the se- prior before the sex change, I've accepted. If I get a sex change later, because this is another element too. I, I, I'm scared that I might die. I might outlive some of the people that's in my family. So I might not have nobody to take care of me when I get older. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm in a nursing home, I don't want to be the freak tranny in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to get a sex change, not because I want it, but when I get older and I want to have it so I'm not the freak tranny in the, in, that they taking pictures of while they taking care of me and I can't help myself. Right. I'm sure it'll be different be. in the future. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> right. Especially with, you're young right. Especially with young folks and how you're they right. can treat old people now. You're so right. I would be scared. I, I don't want to be that freak in the nursing home being taken care of and y'all taking That's how I feel. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that. And so right. I kind of want to um, 
that's the only thing that's kind of pushing me to kind of get a sex change, but I'm still not, I haven't made the decision. But even prior to that, my womanhood is my womanhood. The vessel is just a vessel. And right. how I live my life has made totally changed my quality of right. life. And that's just statistically what happens with trans folks. When they live their truth, their quality of life changes. Right. Why can't you feel better about because yourself? Then you, you realize. You see what you, how you feel and you get treated better. Because like, like. You realize I it's feel more like of a spiritual thing too. When you, like you hear those stories of people um, like trans people or just gay people or whoever will g- get married to whoever and they end up changing in the middle and then the, their partner is like, oh my God, like who is this? And they're like, oh, it's finally time for me to be myself. Like you don't want to live a lie. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like when you accept yourself, you don't have to go through that or what people, ha- you don't have to go through living your life around what people feel about you cuz when you when you realize that people going to fuck with you regardless of how you are then i think you feel more at peace cuz it fuck it with they going to fuck with you and not fuck with you yeah right. you not, they don't yeah. like you right. they're not going to fuck with you you're not meant yeah. for everybody to like you yeah. exactly <laughs> and if they stop fucking with you because of how how you are or something then they weren't meant for you because that means they didn't like you in your entirety exactly. it was just certain parts about you that they liked exactly so y'all this was a beautiful conversation we are at 113 <laughs> yeah, one thirteen. We usually leave at one fifteen. No, we you usually be at one. So we love that you guys um, are listening. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes and go subscribe. We need yes. to get the numbers out and leave us some reviews. We love all of you. Everybody, that have left a review. We love, 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 and we read them and we appreciate it. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right.